Larry Nance Jr. joins the show to talk about how Zion Williamson is so much better than we expected, how the team feeds off the crowd in the Smoothie King Center, and why the chemistry and culture around the Pelicans is truly special. It's a Thursday episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Thursday, look, I don't even need to do an introduction for Larry Nance Jr., who's going to be joining the show here in just a second, get his insight on everything from the defense to Zion, to the culture and to the fans and the atmosphere in the Smoothie King Center as well. It was a great interview, and I'm excited and thankful for him for joining the show. And of course, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down the biggest stories around the team, getting interviews. Larry Nance Jr., Antonio Daniels the other day, as this is a real fun Pelicans team. So make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. And number one thing you can do to support the show, comment down below on YouTube. So let's just jump right on into it with Larry Nance Jr. All right, joining me now on Locked on Pelicans, I got Larry Nance Jr., who's gracious enough to take the time. Larry, are you staying warm in Utah right now? Yeah, I got my beanie on and everything, even though I'm indoors. Um, I'm just trying to stay away from the windows where it's just all snow and white outside. So so can you blame, look, the performance the other night I don't think was how anyone wanted. Is it? Is it the snow? Is the cold kind of seeping into the building a little bit there? Um, a little bit of that, a little bit of the altitude, you know, a little bit of, uh, you know, drop off of those two Phoenix high games, you know, and again, it's 82 game season that games like that just happen. Yeah. I think that was the general reaction. Is that kind of how the team approaches things like this? You know, I think these are interesting where you have kind of two games. Do you try and make big adjustments from one game to another, or is it, you kind of just believe in your process and what you're doing? No, I mean, we just we just came off seven in a row, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I played some, you know, won some pretty big games. So it's not about changing, changing process or changing anything other than our mental preparation and readiness to play the game. Yeah, I think that's you see that a lot when, you know, kind of fans want like maybe wholesale rotation changes or things like that. And it doesn't seem like that's something you want to do from one game to the next. And I don't think these two game sets are exactly like a playoff series where you're battling a best of seven and things like that. And you said it best, you know, it's one game out of 82 with all of that. You know, you mentioned the Suns games there. Those seem particularly intense. It seems like that could be a new rivalry brewing. The fans were really into that. I was there for all of those, obviously. And it felt like a playoff atmosphere. You know, since you've been in New Orleans, you know, have the fans impressed you? It seems like you've really enjoyed being here, embraced the fan base with everything. Yeah, 100%. The fans are uh, just super engaging uh, since I've gotten here. They've been they've been great via, you know, I have my fun some via social media and, and whatnot, but um, even off the court and and, you know, whether it's grocery shopping or whatever it is, you know, people have always been, you know, real supportive and, and um, you know, just kind of just really excited to see us and, and, and cheer us on and, and um, you know, have, have a good basketball team back in New Orleans. So it's, uh, you know, I think the team's really embodied that. And, you know, like you said, that, that those two games against the Suns, uh, the fans really showed up and showed out just like they did last year in the playoffs. And, like, and again, yeah, that, that feels like it's going to be uh, – uh, a lot of fun for a few years to come. 
No, and I think, you know, it, it's, I don't want to say there's bad blood there, right? But those were definitely like intense games, I think. And I think that adds to it a little bit. And y'all had a little bit of fun there, you know, towards the end of games with that team. And I think the fans really feed off that. And it starts to see that, you know, this team is kind of emblematic of the city. I know that cliche gets thrown around a lot, but you kind of see some of that, I think, in the team. Is that something you're conscious of when you're out there on the court playing or going through some of the preparation? Um, a little bit, a little bit. Obviously, we know, um, you know, we know our top end talent is going to be our top end talent, right? Z is Z is Z, B is B, you know, CJ is going to be CJ. And those guys are, are um, you know, going to be who they are, so just like stars are. But to me, it's the it's like the the rest of us that kind of that, that, that kind of you know, get the crowd really like the, uh, the Jose. I mean, Jose is yeah. really who I'm talking about. Obviously, like everybody loves Jose. And so when he checks in the game, gets a loud applause. Obviously, Najee plays and feeds off the crowd and, and you know, even Murph a little bit. And now you start to see Z getting into the crowd and start flexing and, you know, doing that type of stuff. And, and you know, anytime you see and get a reaction from your home crowd and fans like like we've been getting is, is uh you know, just makes you want to you do it more and more and kind of feed off that energy and, and, um, you know, just, just raise, just raise our, just raise the difficulty of playing it, under our roof. Yeah. It, it feels, you know, it adds to the home court advantage, I think. And, you know, this is a city that's often been kind of the butt of jokes. They've kind of been saying this team should be moved. And I think the fans are kind of sick of all of that. So to have a team out there on the court, that's kind of feeding off their energy, I think really does wonders for growing the fan base too. And I think this current team with all of those guys that you mentioned yourself included on that being so easy to root for, it's been a lot of fun covering the team and for fans to really be uh, attending games with it. You know, you mentioned a lot of the, the other guys on the team outside of the star players. You, you know, there have been nine different guys, 10 different guys that have started games. You've had Brandon Ingram missing a bunch of these games during this run here. How is it all that? How is it that you're all ready to kind of step up? What goes into the work with that? What do the coaches do to have you all ready for when someone goes down that this team can still go on a seven game winning streak without some of the best players? Is it, have we had 10 guys, 10 different guys have started? So, something like that. I can check the <laughs> exact number. <laughs> That's first. And I'm not one of them. I got to have a talk with Willie. Yeah. Um, you got to get in there, right? Like what's <laughs> no, going on no, here? No. If we're just giving starts around. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm making jokes. I'm happy as I'm happy as hell in my role, but um, no, it's, uh, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it, I think it all goes into um, the approach the coaches give to us really is is uh you know obviously like we have guys play these conditioning league games and that's you know the guys that don't necessarily get big minutes will play in in five on five four on four pickup games before or after the games or after shoot arounds or whatnot to stay ready and you know stay you know stay active and engaged so when and if your number's called like again uh, Najee wasn't seeing that many minutes when while bi was playing neither was dyson and then bi goes out and now they're starting multiple games and and responding to that i mean naji's been incredible in the in, yeah. in in you know the time that he's gotten to play and and everyone's so happy for him uh dyson has stepped up in a big way and and you know even it's funny even like last night you know i obviously we didn't we didn't have it rolling but you know guys guys like it was terrific to see kyra get his mm -hmm. first nba basket basket since since his acl so that was great uh billy hernan gomez stepped in the game and outscored me in about two minutes um <laughs> no it, it, it's uh 
yeah, I think it speaks to the readiness level and professionalism of the the guys we have on this team. And, and, uh, cause it is very easy to, if you're not playing, it's very easy to fall into that. Woe is me. And, um, and we don't have guys doing that. Yeah. You know, how, how's this locker room and chemistry compared to some of the other teams that you've been on? Because it seems just everyone is genuinely rooting for each other. You mentioned Billy who, you know, is coming off the Eurobasket MVP probably hasn't gotten some of the minutes that he would like, but he still is engaged on the bench. He's really happy on the bench and he's rooting for all of these guys to do well. Yeah. It's, it's, it's rare. Cause obviously like, again, from, you know, from the outside, it's like, yeah, you're all on the same team. You know, you're all at the same goal. And yes, we all do. We're all on the same team. We all have the same goal. But at the end of the day, this is all of our careers and our lives. Yeah. So like, yeah, it, the human aspect is impossible to take out of the equation, the equation from a, yeah, you want to play. Yeah. You want to get minutes. Yeah. You want to get numbers. Yeah. You want to get your next contract. Um, but being able to tuck that a little bit for the good of the team is a skill that not many people have. Um, and it, it's so massive to our locker room. Again, we, the one I keep bringing Billy Hernan Gomez. Again, he had that unbelievable summer and was the mm-hmm. Euro, Euro MVP and all that. And, and every single time we throw him into a game, he's putting double doubles up, getting 10 and 10, doing playing outstanding defense. He's going to say he did a really good job against Nikola Jokic, a two-time MVP. Yeah, 100%. And again, you're going to get that every single time he steps on the court. And it's just, there are, you know, it's just, uh, circumstance that like Mm -hmm. we have we have one of if not the deepest front court in the nba so that it's it's really hard to crack that rotation at the moment and there are probably 29 other teams that dude's getting big minutes for and and you know that but he's staying ready he's every time he's in the game he's auditioning for just in case you know obviously knock on wood illness or attrition on the team you know whether it be Jonas or myself or you know whoever it be you know goes down or goes out foul trouble and he consistently steps up at night in and night out but the same can be said for Najee and Dyson and you know all these guys really more from Larry Nance on why he thinks the Pelicans locker room is unique. But before we get to that, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by ExpressVPN. We all know ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online, right? But here's something you might not know. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. Maybe you've run out of things to watch on Netflix. This will change your world. ExpressVPN allows you to binge The Office on UK Netflix, and it's super simple to do. Sign in to Netflix. Fire up the ExpressVPN app on any of your devices, smart TV, phone, computer, and you put yourself in the UK and refresh Netflix and that's it. You can choose from almost 100 different countries, so just imagine all the Netflix libraries you can go through. But it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works with any streaming service. You name it, they've got it covered. And ExpressVPN also works again on all your devices. So if you want to get access to hundreds of new shows, go to expressvpn.com slash locked on right now, and you can get an extra three months free of ExpressVPN. That's expressvpn.com slash locked on, expressvpn.com slash locked on to learn more. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is also brought to you by the NHTSA. Think about it. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes too many. And as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby. You've got it, right? You can make it home okay. No big deal. What are the odds that you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. 
you kill someone, you total your car. Everyone knows the risks of drunk driving. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, play it safe, plan ahead and get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. So now back to the interview with Larry Nance Jr. on the Pelicans locker room culture. Is there anything you kind of attribute that locker room culture to in particular? Um, I don't know. I haven't seen it too much. Obviously, I, I've been on this is my fourth team. Mm-hmm. I had just about the whole league as teammates um, <laughs> at this point. But no, it's it, I don't I don't necessarily know. I just think we all, all have we have we have enough young guys and a good combination of young and old and first contract, second contract, fourth contract. We have enough of variety to where not everybody's fighting for the same things. We're all in different points in our careers to which we can kind of aid each other along that process. Um, You know, it's, it's, it's very rare. And again, I think it's just fascinating. I haven't been on a team where like, just for example, me and Jonas, right? Yeah. Like JV is the starting center. I'm the backup center and mm-hmm. sometimes play power forward. And we're very comfortable in that. Like there are games like against Jokic or against big, when we play Philadelphia, mm-hmm. Jonas, you're 35 minutes. Right. Yeah. That, that, that's Joel Embiid. I, I don't have the answer for that. You know, like, mm-hmm. and there are certain games where we play like Toronto and it's like, they don't have a big, big, so they're going to play small. That's me. And it's very rare to see both to see two guys that like when JV gets his double doubles and against Charlotte, when JV has 30, he, he basically won the game for the team. It feels yeah, like in that one. yeah, he has 30 and 20. I, I couldn't be happier for the dude, like genuinely. And then, you know, games where like a Memphis game or a Warriors game where they go small and I get to step up and, and, and play that role. He's happy for me too. So I think that's just, it's such a healthy environment right now that, that uh, is is so foreign and really unique in the NBA. I haven't really seen that a whole lot. No, I mean, that's just going to make fans really excited to hear things like that and kind of see some of the dynamics in the locker room. Do, does, do the coaches and the coaching staff kind of play a role in all of that, getting people to really buy in and kind of understand their roles and setting those expectations for the team? Yeah, they do. Uh, Willie, Willie and his staff do an excellent job of, of consistently shouting out the guys that are staying ready. Um you know, consistently shouting out Billy and, and occasionally Devante, you know, because he's, he's, he's up and down right now. Um, obviously Dyson, when he wasn't playing as much like these guys that are, are really, really um, just a high level of professionalism. And yeah, the coaching staff does play a role in that and keeping guys ready. And, and honestly, you know, uh, teaspoon, Corey Brewer, um, our development staff do a great job of keeping these guys ready as well. Just, it, you know, there's a, uh, there's a ridiculous, ridiculously positive atmosphere from the top down. And, and um, you know, you're going to be hard pressed to find the weak link in that, in that, uh, in that system, because, uh, you know, there, there, there are people in your corner from all different sides. It's, it's, it's really nice to see. No, it's, it's wonderful to hear that. And, you know, you can really see it on the bench too. Guys are up and down celebrating. I'm surprised they haven't called any of kind of that new like sideline <laughs> violation, foul, technical, whatever the NBA put in this year on that, because everyone is having so much fun whenever anyone's scoring. And I don't think you see that 
all the time across the NBA. So it does feel like this is a real special team here in New Orleans. You know, another guy that's kind of special is Zion Williamson. And you didn't just get a to see bit. him just a little bit, right? <laughs> you didn't get to play with him last year as he was sitting out. You know, is this kind of been what you were expecting from him? What's it been like kind of being on, you know, at the front row and on the court with him during this as he's gone on this run that I think's probably put him in the MVP conversation right now? Yeah, I mean, it, it has to put him in the MVP conversation, right? Like we're number one in the West and he's, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's, you know, the guy right now propelling us to that. Um, so I think he's got to be, but no, it's not what I expected. Um, not at all. Obviously, I played against him. Um, mm-hmm. I played against him once or twice and know how special he was from watching. But like, no, I, he didn't play for 530 some days, days, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd expect this. I expected a lot of kicking the ball off his feet, and missing layups and, you know, dropping passes and and the normal stuff, right? Like, mm-hmm. The normal stuff. If I, I don't, if I don't play basketball for two weeks, come back. I'm gonna start doing. I'm gonna start turning the ball over and you know doing all that type of stuff. But Z, his transition back into playing has been so smooth. Um, has been so smooth. It, it's kind of caught us all by surprise. I don't know. I don't know if any of us were expecting Z to be at the level that he's at already. And and again, to me, that that's just major credit to obviously the work he did this summer. And, you know, a lot of our development staff, I know every day he's working with Spoon and Brew and, and, you know, and, and House, um, you know, Darnell Lazar, like the, you mm-hmm. know, the, the, a few of the different coaches that, that we have work with people and, you know, they're, they're on him every day and, and working with them. You can see the work that's been put in, but no, I, I didn't expect this at all, at all. In practice, you've never tried to take a charge from him, huh? Absolutely not. No, I like, I like, I like my rib cage intact. Yeah. It's uh that's gotta be one of the more dangerous things I think you can do in the NBA, but no, you, you said it, right. You see his buy-in and you see him kind of really committing in a way that maybe we didn't see before. And I think you see a lot of people doing that on this team. You know, you signed the extension, CJ signed the extension, you know, when it comes to those kind of decisions and wanting to be here, you know, that hasn't always been the case in new Orleans. And I think fans at times kind of always are a little bit nervous about that, but you know, how much goes into the team wanting you and believing in you coming off some of the injuries that you've dealt with in your career to want to give you that extension, to really want to bring you here and make you part of this team to make you want to stay here in new Orleans and kind of commit to building what they're, what they're doing with the team. Um, at, that's huge. Um, at the end of the day, that's why I signed the extension, um, you know, and obviously in, in negotiation talks and, you know, both sides are going back and forth and I'm, I'm over here talking to my agent like yeah we you know we could roll the dice we could play this year out and and you know potentially find a find a bigger number and longer year somewhere else and all that type of stuff but um at the end of the day what won out for me was um I'm happy Mm um I'm happy you know like I, I I've I've been on a lot of teams where the role that I was playing wasn't the role that I was best in or was happy in. Um, yeah, I've been ran. I've been, I've started at the four. I've been play. I've played stretch four. I don't like that. I've played three. I don't like that. I've played starting center. I don't, I'm like, I'm not, my body doesn't handle banging with those big bigs that well. So the role I'm in and, and the way I'm being used here as well as the organization, everything we just talked about, mm-hmm. um, played a major role into that. And I know it did with CJ as well. 
Um, obviously, again, I, I keep forgetting because we all sign them at different times, but clearly Z as well. So like, yeah, um, you know, I think the buy-in here and the level of trust that we have in the direction of the organization it, it show the proof is in the pudding, right? You've got three guys. Yeah. Again, CJ didn't have to sign that extension. I didn't have to sign it. Z didn't have to sign it, right? But like the mm-hmm. fact that we all want to be here and since I've gotten here, the food's great. The weather's good. The people are friendly. <laughs> I have no complaints. And so, um, and plus we're not a bad team. So, you know, when you get a chance to, in, in this league, you know, we're all pawns in the game to a certain extent, but when you get to take charge of your own happiness and your own, um, your own role in a place you're, 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 you're good in. Um, I was very fortunate to be able to uh, extend here. That's good life advice in general, it sounds like, right? I've seen too many people in just everything where it's just miserable and it's like you don't want to end up end up doing that, let alone when you're in a city where the food's pretty good. Are you still living in Josh Hart's house? Yeah, I am. I am. Yeah, I'm in uh <laughs> I'm in Josh's house. We I tried to get out and then it just whatever. It 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 works too well. <laughs> it's just it's it's easy, it works. That's a good thing. Have you done any redecorating or anything like that in there? Kind of made it your own a little bit? Yeah, well, we took the picture, you know, obviously we took him and his wife's pictures down and, you know, put the dog pictures, we put <laughs> ours up. No, no. Um, yeah, we did a little bit, did some landscaping. Obviously, they haven't lived there for a little bit. So we did some landscaping, put a, you know, add a little bit to the fence for our, we got three big dogs and, and a baby. So we put some baby gates up, some, you know, some wall plugins, but nothing too crazy. <laughs> Okay, that's that's good, right? Let him still make it his as well. Uh, do you have any food recommendations? Anything you've had recently that you really enjoyed? Um, gosh, I'm trying to think. It's so tough because we uh we actually just got a babysitter, so now I'll be okay. able to start going. going oh, you can out actually go out some, now. Yeah, having some dinners every now and again. But um, I would say I mm, I'm trying to think of like a. I mean, you're also an NBA player that's kind of busy. So I think everyone's going to understand that I put you on the spot here and you might not have like an easy recommendation. No, I mean, there's a God, I just can't think of it. I can't think of the name. I'll, I'll have to get back to you on that, but there was this, there's this nice little sushi spot. Um, I went with um, my wife has family here. And so I went with them and it was, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a sushi snob. And so it, it was, it was in Metairie and it was delicious um I'll, I'll get you the name of the spot but it was really oh, yeah, now now i want to try it with with everything i know that's uh that's always good so no it's it's nice that you're enjoying yourself having a good time here kind of really starting to you know live and enjoy the city babysitter for that's probably kind of important um just a little bit <laughs> just a little bit more from larry nance jr on what has surprised him about the pelicans defense but before we get to that today's episode of locked on pelicans is brought to you by built bar we got to pause the podcast for a second because i got to talk about built bars because these these are the best tasting protein bars out there. I eat one every single day. I actually, this is the wrapper from lunch. That one is the cougar tail bar that tastes like a maple donut. It's awesome. And they have new delicious flavors. Reimagine cookie dough topper, coconut brownie bar, coconut brownie topper. They have 
white chocolate peppermint granola. It's built to take on the granola bar so it's more filling and still insanely tasty. And candy cane brownie puff. Puff bars are light, they're airy. It's like biting into the universe's most delicious clout. So for anyone who hasn't tried Built Bars, they're literally the best tasting protein bars ever built. And they're revolutionizing nutrition as we know it with 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, and a shockingly low sugar and calorie count. Just 130 calories so you're not wasting all that cardio that you're doing. So there's so many different flavors it's impossible to say which is going to be your favorite. So you can go get a mixed box and try all five flavors for yourself. Built, you've got to try this. Get 15% off your order right now by using the promo code LOCKEDON15 at Built.com. That's promo code LOCKEDON15 at Built.com. That's the promo code I use. you got to give these things a try. I eat one every single day. Now back to Larry Nance Jr. in just a moment. Going back to, to the on-court, you know, has there been anything from this team this year that's really surprised you? You know, I thought this team really improved last year going into the postseason. You could almost see kind of the makings of the defense that they wanted to run. This year, before the, the Jazz game, and I haven't looked at the numbers today, third ranked in the league. Is there anything particularly on that side of the ball that's jumped out at you or that you think is a strength of the team and that's working particularly well? Yeah, um, honestly, it's the care. It's the level of care on that end. Um, and that's really at this level, that's all defense is. Obviously, we are all big, fast, and strong enough to be able to play defense, right? So mm-hmm. um there's just gotta be a certain level of care. And there's guys on this team that truly do take the challenge and don't want to be the guy that's being scored on and picked on. Um, you know, I mean, Dyson being 19 and being able to defend yeah. at the level that he does is is uh is ridiculous. Um, obviously again, I've, I've hit on Najee a few times this, you know, just, just in a little bit, but Najee stepping in every single time. And, um, I don't know if there's somebody I trust on the ball more than him, except, you know, maybe her, but, um, you know, and, and, and the three different guys that I just talked about, there are what, no one's older than 22. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then again, of course, Jose, um, I mean, I just, it's the versatility for me. Like we, we have so many. If we wanted to, we could put a lineup up there of of probably five guys that are six, seven, six, eight, switch mm-hmm. everything, and and we could we could play Toronto Raptors if we wanted to. Um, well, you see it in the we, deflections and the turnovers yeah. that the team forces, and being able to kind of generate a lot of those transition opportunities. You see a lot of that Toronto Raptors defense, I think, with this team. Mm-hmm. Except Toronto could never go big. You're this team's capable of going big too, as you mentioned earlier with Valanciunas. Yeah, absolutely. And again, that just speaks to the versatility is like we can we could we can match well with Denver or Philly. We can also play like Toronto or, or we can play Phoenix or Golden State and go small. Like we have so many different ways of of playing and that I think we haven't even figured them all out. We haven't even figured them all out. I mean, over the past two, three games, I think we really started experimenting with me on the me at the four defensively. Mm-hmm where that, that frees me up to go block shots and get some steals where, you know, the, 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 that those two games against the Suns, that's, I, I was doing a lot of my damage defensively at the four. Um, mm-hmm. You were getting the blocks and, from behind uh, the steals, ripping the ball out from people. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's something we had just now figured out. So I think the longer the season goes on, we're going to see some stuff that is going to be really unique. I mean, I'd have to imagine some, some center Zion is coming. So I I just think we we've got the tools to be able to play with and around whoever you want to play. 
Yeah, no, it seems like it with the roster, as you mentioned, there's a lot of switchability. There's a lot of versatility there. And I think it makes the team adaptable to any sort of situation. So before, as we start to wrap up here and I'll, I'll let you get out of here, you know, you're doing the Jersey auctions after every home game. Was there anything that particularly inspired you to do that, to kind of make a difference in the community like that? Um, I mean, so I, I started saying when I first moved here, I had a little apartment downtown and you know, the first thing I thought of, it just, the first thing was easy. It's something I've kind of done throughout my, my whole career was, you know, obviously, you know, being in Portland and now coming here, kind of a, kind of a big talking point in both of these cities, the homeless population. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, one thing I've, I've kind of done and now gotten a few guys on the team to follow suit is like when we, uh, when we stay in these hotels and we go on road trips, some of the guys, you know, me and some of the guys will gather, you know, some of you know, the, the shampoos, the soaps, yeah, the, the conditioners, the lotions, the toiletries. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll bring a bag on the road and, and you know, when we check out guys, bring them to me and I'll take them to local, local homeless shelters and stuff like that. And, and, you know, that's just something easy, you know, not very time consuming, but you know, that got, that got us kind of thinking like, Hey, what more can we do? Me and my wife always love to give back to the community. And, and uh, you know, we, we just, just had a year and a half. We have a year and a half year old Mm -hmm. baby girl and obviously kids um, have become very near and dear to our hearts. Um, And so um, yeah, the the schools was, the schools was very easy. Obviously I did something similar in Cleveland for small businesses, but the schools Mm -hmm. was very easy and and partnering with the superintendent Avis Williams. She's been terrific to work with. Um, and it, uh, you know, it, it's definitely a project that I'm going to keep on working on as long as I'm here. And, and, you know, you know, the education system here needs it needs a public champion. And hopefully we can get some more people backing it. I know it's wonderful. I know the fans have, have loved it in particular. Right? It's the idea of you love New Orleans. You embrace New Orleans. It's going to love you back tenfold. Zion said that. And I think, you know, anytime, you know, athletes can make a difference in their community is only going to be a wonderful thing. I'm recording my office. There's one of the schools like literally a block away. I'm hopeful that your jersey is going to come up supporting them, too, because I'm going to probably have to get in on that one as well. So With, uh, what, what school is it? It's uh, be- uh not Ben. For- I'm just completely blanking in the moment here. And let me grab it. It is. Um, I'll, I'll tell you in a second here, as I look it up, cause now I'm frozen on that question and <laughs> well, you, best, you get me, best podcaster here. You get me the school and I'll get you the name. Frederick Douglass. I knew that. Frederick, Frederick Douglass. Douglas. Okay. Yeah. There we go. I was like, I know this just like you, you struggled with the restaurant right there. Uh, I struggled with that one. So that's one. It'll look good in the background here too. Hopefully uh, if I end up winning that one. Uh, So before we go, you know, I know you're a big soccer fan. You were watching the world cup game before you hopped on here with me, France beating Morocco. Do you have a prediction for the final on Sunday? Oh man. Do I, with my head or my heart? Either go, go for both. (laughs) Go for both. Let's hear it. (laughs) Uh, for the beauty of the game and and, and the, the poetry that it would be, I want I want Messi so badly to win this World Cup because you know in in my world he's the greatest of all time and I feel like this would solidify it for a lot more people. Um, but if I if I were to place money on it, I think I'd go with France just because that that's they're a, they are a offensive juggernaut and. Uh, Killing Mbappe is someone to be very, very scared of. I, I'm an AC Milan fan. So Teo Hernandez, Oliver Drew, who played for Chelsea. So I'm rooting okay. for them, I think, in this. But I get the messy argument, right? Like this is just going to be kind of a fun 
game to watch and I feel like I'm going to be happy no matter what ends up happening. Right. Yeah. I, I, yeah. AC Milan fan. I respect that. I mean, we could, we could bond in our mutual, mutual uh, love of Olivier Giroud. There we go. Minus the two Champions League group stage games, which didn't go too well for <laughs> Milan this year. Um, but he's been great. No. So, Larry, I appreciate you taking the time. Last question for you. Is there a dunk you've seen, whether it's from you, Zion, Trey, who I know wants to be in the dunk contest that's impressed you the most this year? Um, also, I'll refrain from using any of mine. <laughs> um, I'll refrain from using any of mine, but I think the the obvious would be Z's 360 windmill um, mm-hmm. because the degree of, I feel like that didn't get the level, the attention it should have because of how difficult a dunk it was just because of the scenario that it happened in. Yeah. Um, that's, that was a ridiculous dunk, but, and then, but my favorite was probably Murph's dunk in, against Denver where he came down the lane and cocked it back with two, but finished mm-hmm. it with one. That one was it. That, that that was all right. I give him I give him about a seven for that one. So that was good. That was good. Okay, that seven's good, right? Seven's good. Yeah. If had there been contact, that would have been a full ten. But you know, no. It's uh, look when you have anyone that can kind of do that on this team, it's a lot of fun. We even saw CJ dunk the other day, which I think really shows you <laughs> how much fun the teams have. And so, Larry, I appreciate you taking the time with me today. No doubt, man. I, I uh, I'm having a lot of fun, and I just appreciate your guys' support. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. Enjoy the game against the Jazz tonight. If you want a little bit more in-depth between the Pelicans and Jazz, go check out the Locked On Jazz podcast on there, doing a bit of a crossover. But instead of putting it on this channel, I wanted to talk with Larry Nance Jr. because his insight into what's going on around this team, what makes them special, was absolutely fantastic. And I cannot thank him enough for making time to come on Locked On Pelicans. It's been a good week for guests here on Locked On Pelicans. So enjoy the game tonight. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with y'all tomorrow to recap the game.